SAFM Sports Wrap. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you to the MoneyWeb team. They'll be back again tomorrow here on South Africa's News and Information Leader. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll touch base with the Proteas in Bangladesh ahead of their all-important series decider tomorrow. We'll also hear from the box squads in Australia ahead of this weekend's Castle Rugby, uh, Castle Lager Rugby Championship opener. We'll find out what happened on the day one and two of the Craven Week down in Pal. That and a whole lot more as well. But let's start with some of the stories making news headlines today. We start with cricket. An Indian Supreme Court-led panel has granted an order that will have far-reaching effects in the world of cricket. The panel has suspended the owners of the Rajasthan Royals and the Chennai Super Kings for two years for illegal betting and match-fixing during the 2013 season. The order effectively leaves the owners with franchises that are now unable to play for the next 24 months. The Board of Control for Cricket in India will now have to decide if the teams will be able to play under different ownership. And Speaking of India, they wrapped up their three match one day international series 3-0 against Zimbabwe at the Harare Sports Club this afternoon. Batting first, the visitors posted 276 for the loss of five. In reply, Zimbabwe were bowled out for 193. There's been a bit of drama within the Australian cricket squad ahead of the second Ashes test. All-rounder James Fulton has been handed a four-match ban after he was found to have been drink-driving in the UK earlier this month. And wicketkeeper Brad Haddon has reportedly pulled out of the second test at Lords due to personal reasons. In rugby news, all 31 players in the Springbok touring squad have been given a clean bill of health following today's training session at the Anglican Church Grammar School in Brisbane. The box take on Australia in their Castle Rugby Championship opener on Saturday in Brisbane. Meanwhile, Bucky Spurter will lock down one last time with Victor Matfield at Twickenham on the 21st of November for the Barbarians against Argentina. The match will be the veteran lock duo's final professional matches in their respective careers. In football news, if reports are to be believed, Zamalek have reached an agreement with Orlando Pirates over the sale of Kermit Erasmus. Staying with Transfer New Supersport United have signed Australian-born Isaka Agnor Skernak Okanya from Central Coast Mariners. The 26-year-old attacking midfielder joined Matsasansa on a three-year deal. We'll find out more about that on this evening's show as well. On the international front, Liverpool have beaten Thailand All-Stars in a pre-season friendly by four goals to nil. And staying with news relating to Liverpool, Raheem Sterling has just completed his move to Manchester City on a five-year deal. Meanwhile, Fabio Capello has been given the boot as head coach of Russia after three years in charge. And finally, it was an incredible day at the Twitter France today. Following the rest day yesterday, Chris Froome has obliterated the peloton uh, on the first day in the Pyrenees. The Team Sky rider putting big time on his rivals, BMC TJ Van Garderen, who started the day 12 seconds back, is now 2 minutes 52 behind the Kenyan-born Johannesburg-raised Team Sky rider. So that's what's happening in the news. Uh, I think let's chat some Craven Week. Rugby next. SAFM Sports Rap. It's one of the most iconic tournaments in world rugby. It's been going for a long, long time here in South Africa. And uh, Vata Ngombeni is down in Pal for the 2015 edition of uh, Schoolboy Rugby's equivalent, I think, in South Africa to the World Cup. Vata, welcome on to SAFM Sports Rap this evening. And uh, day two concluded, and there have been a, a, few, a few interesting results, I think. Let, let's take a look yesterday quickly. One that I wanted to touch on, one of the, 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 the unions that normally does pretty well at this level is the free 
Free State. They've got some great schools down in, in, in the Bloemfontein area, but they were beaten by the Griffins. It was a narrow victory, but uh, one that really, I say narrow, it was 41-27. One that surprises me because the Griffins is the old sort of northern Free State region, almost like the, uh, the, the ugly stepsister of Free State rugby. Big win for the Griffins. Yes, good evening to you and to your listeners. As well, I think the shock of yesterday's victory by, by the Griffins over the, over the Chiefs is still reverberating your porous uh, gymnasium. Um, everyone's still trying to, you know, to dismantle what really, really happened to the Chiefs. But you, you, you only have to look at, you know, the, the main contributor to that uh, Chiefs, um, President Sun, which is great, college, they have not had a good year. And, and you could see it on the, on the field of players. Or, uh, they were beaten by, you call them their stepsister, which is their, their, their younger sister. And then uh, the Griffins really came out to play some good rugby, and, and they did that. Um, and, and on the day, you know, um, they, they took uh, advantage of their chances, and, and it paid off for them. So shock, shock loss for, for the Cheetahs. I think they were banking more on, on, on the fact that they would be playing with some province team. And, and, and much of what the, you know, the management was saying is that they did not put up their strongest team on the day, uh, hoping that they would make it to day day three and then face, uh, obviously, with some province who are, the host and, and hopefully try and upstage them in their home tournament. So that didn't happen and unfortunately now they will lick their wounds and um, play um, less opposition um, and they, they'll probably play on the outer field come Saturday. So that, that, that to them would have taken a huge knock to, to the Eagles as well. You talk about the hosts, Western Province, they beat the Blue Bulls 2013, another game that was closely contested today, KZN beating the Golden Lions by 18 points to 16. But Vata, I'm always interested about the players more than the unions at these events, and you spotted a, a fly-half today that you reckon is Springbok material. No, without a doubt, I think um, the, 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 last, the slogan for, for Craven Week is um, uh, tomorrow's heroes, and, and boy, did we see some heroes today. A young man by the name of Cohen Bosch, who was last year's player of the tournament, um, a lot of people have said that this year when he played for his school, Cray High School, but importantly um, at fullback, he didn't play as well as, as people would have expected, but I think he saved himself for the tournament. Well, what a performance by him. 21 points of his team's 41, and as, as they beat South Western District, you know, 41-31. Uh, this was last year's unofficial final, uh, which uh, the, the Eastern Province won, and, and again, Kevin Bosch was just, you know, the epitome of calmness. He was the epitome of of what a fly-off should play, you know, when playing on the big stage. He controlled the game well with his boots. He controlled the game well with, with the decisions that he made, uh, whether he was kicking or whether he was passing the ball. And, and he hit, you know, vital drop calls towards the end of that game when, when, when SWD second to, you know, to upstage him towards the end of the game. And, and again, you know, um, I think it's proof of a doubt that he, he is one to watch for the future. It, it, to me, I, I keep on saying this. If he doesn't become a spumak, in the next three to four years, then something is just wrong. Otherwise, Cohen Bosch himself, if not, something is just wrong with South African I love that. There's a name. Remember it. Cohen Bosch. You heard it here on SAFM Sports Rap. Uh, according to Vatangoveni, he will play for the box in the years to come. Vata, thank you so much for your time this evening uh, here on SAFM Sports Rap. We'll chat to you later on in the week as that tournament progresses down at Paul. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap on South Africa's news and information leader and uh, an absolute pleasure to welcome our next guest onto the show all the way from Bangladesh. They are smack bang in the middle of uh, their tour of uh, the subcontinent. Uh, it is uh, Proteus all-rounder Fahan Behadin joining us. Fahan, welcome onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, two, two games down in the one-day series, all to play for tomorrow. Yes, definitely all to play for tomorrow, you know. Um, in Chittagong, series started one all. Uh, we played really well 
thus far up until the last game. You know, Bangladesh really came out and and brought it to us. And um, yeah, I'm, you know, unfortunately we came unstuck in the last game. But um, like you said, there's a series decider up to grabs tomorrow. Fahan, it's a it's a big one for Bangladesh. They're in a in a in a very interesting uh, position at the moment, where they've uh, come off a couple of really good series wins at home against India and Pakistan, and and they'd be be very keen to pick up another big scalp. That being South Africa, uh, are you feeling the pressure? Is is there a lot being said in the local media about the opportunity that Bangladesh have going into this game? Not really. Uh, we're not we're not feeling the pressure at all. Uh, um, like I mentioned, we didn't play well uh, Sunday. They have picked up uh, quite a few big scalps, you know, in a few home series. You know, they beat Pakistan, they beat India. Um, so they're on a high, you know, they're no more the so-called winners of, of, of World Cup. They haven't been for a very long time. And, you know, they showed it, they proved it in the World Cup, you know, when they made the quarterfinals. So um, in their own conditions, they are very good. And um, it's going to be a challenge for us tomorrow. But uh, we trained really well today to the ground, and uh, we definitely up for it come tomorrow. Well, those two one-day internationals, uh, pretty interesting. If, if you look at the scorecards, uh, I was actually just flicking through them. And, and if you look at it quickly, you, you, it almost looks like it's the same game. It's, it's amazing how, how if you look at the scoring, they, they're both low-scoring games. The team that batted first in both of those really struggled. The conditions very different to, uh, to your last outing at, uh, at the World Cup. It, it must have taken some getting used to or, or still taking some getting used to. Uh, definitely, like I said, it's, uh, well, like you mentioned, it's... Um it's almost a complete murder of the of the two games. And the teams batting first struggled. Um, I think the wicket the last game wasn't too bad. I just think we lost we lost wickets at um, at very bad times in the game, and we weren't able to bowl partnerships. Um, it could have happened on any wicket, you know, whether it was slow and slow or quick and bouncy. You know, we just weren't able to bowl those partnerships and put their balls under pressure. And um, you know, we weren't able to take the game deep and try and capitalise on the last ten overs like we normally do. You know, we normally that's very really well up until 40, and um, that was the case um, on on Sunday. Uh, and then Bangladesh got a fast start chasing one six. We still felt that we were in the game. You know, a couple of, we had a couple of quick wickets up front, and they kind of knuckled down. And, they, and then they still they still got a fast start. And once you get a fast start chasing a low score, it's uh, it's kind of tough to come back. Fine. A lot of lot of talk back home has been uh, about Kahisa Robado, one of the, the youngsters in that squad who, who made his debut on this uh, series. He must think one day cricket's a, a walk in the park. Yeah, things seem to be going his way. Yeah. Um, he's such a good guy and he works really hard. You know, he's had a bit of a he's had a quite an introduction into international cricket and um, first class cricket. But you know, he got he got a nine for in a in a four game last season and. He's definitely one of the one of the one of the kids to look out for, um, and he's learning that out. You know, he's kind of young. People forget he's only twenty years old. You know, and uh, nice to see that the young talent getting blooded. And you know, he, he's such a he's such a good talent. And um, it's a long, long way to go for Africa. Fine for you personally. Just looking at the series and your performances, you managed to to pick up a few runs uh, in 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 the last one. I mean, are you happy with the way things are going for you? you mentioned KD's going through a bit of a, a purple patch, but uh, for you personally, obviously, you'd like more runs and and more opportunity with the ball. I think every player would. But are you, are you happy with the way things are going? I'm very happy with the way things are going. I've done really well in the last game. Um, the conditions were very tough. You know, we could fall in that army. We were five down with a very low score. Um, uh, safe to say, my first ten balls that I faced with Eddie but I got through that, got through a referral. Um, 
But once I got into the into the game and the uh, situation played the situation really well. Um, as I mentioned, wickets wickets were falling around me, and I kind of tend to thrive in that particular situation. Um, with, with, with regarding opportunity, you know, when the time comes, uh, I'll be I'll be asked to to do a job for my country, and uh, I just got to prepare for any situation. We are back at seven, you know, it's kind of tough. Uh, you could even any situation, so the team could be. 350 for five, with five of us left and after each sixes on the first ball, or the key team could be exactly where it was the last game, 80 for five, so having to bat 50 overs, going to bat 50 overs, um, bat the 50 overs out, so my, my, my position is, uh, the situation that I get given is very broad, so I'm very happy with the with my game at the moment, I'm very confident that in, uh, in the team and the guys that I'm helped me a lot, Dave, my legacy to me, um, in that middle order, so, so yeah, very comfortable looking forward to tomorrow. Fine, talk me talk to me about, about life on tour off the cricket pitch. I mean, what, what what do you guys get up to sort of between games? Yes, there's practices and that sort of thing, but uh, as, as sort of keeping yourselves busy and, and a bit of downtime, what does what does the squad get up to? Um, look, it's quite hard to have in Bangladesh. I mean, I don't know the guys have to play a bit of golf in the off time, but uh, there'll be no golf playing in Bangladesh. Um, some of the guys have their playstations of um, you have some FIFA tournaments and um, some golf tournaments. Um, myself and Faf, uh, we like to play a bit of first-person shooter games, so we kind of do missions together. Um, one for one, we haven't we still, we're still even on the one particular stage, which is uh, breaking us. But um, yeah, the guys get into a bit of series, uh, watch movies. Um, you know, the guys like to recover show by the pool. Um, and we all, we all kind of try and get together for supper, you know, try and get out of our rooms. On the South Continent, we can't exactly leave the, leave ourselves. Um, Bangladesh is a poor country and, and, and unfortunately, uh, it's a bit of a security issue to leave ourselves. So, you know, we kind of, uh, bound to that style, but we kind of make it work. We have movie nights and game nights and, um, we'll go out to supper within the hotel. There's a few restaurants in, within the hotel. That's, that's, that's how we keep ourselves busy. There's lots of interesting cricket happening around the world at the moment as well. Our neighbours in Barbary in action against India. But uh, the Ashes uh, taking place, the first test done and dusted. And uh, we spoke to Graham about that last night as well. England's uh, downing Australia. And, and that's uh, an interesting one to watch because uh, South Africa going to be taking on England towards the latter end of, of, of this season. Are you guys keeping an eye on the Ashes? Uh, were you surprised by that first result? Um, we get a small eye on the Ashes. Um you take down four hundred in the in the in the fourth innings, no matter who you are, no matter on what deck you are, it's always a tough ask, you know, a couple of quick tickets up front and uh, you put the middle order middle order under pressure. You know, when there's a second new ball available, that also plays a massive role in the in the swing of the game. So you know, we weren't too surprised that England were able to defend four hundred. We always knew that the trainer got a fast start with David Warner, you know, he's anything's possible, he could get a hundred ball century and you know, put the spell in the party to chase out such a big score. Um, we keep a small eye on it. Um, we just focus on Bangladesh at the moment. You know, we we got a test series. Well, the test boys have a test series against Bangladesh in Bangladesh. We're not looking too far ahead. You know, we got India in India for four test matches, and then we have England in South Africa for four test matches. So, you know, when the time comes to 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 assess England, uh, we'll we'll do so. But uh, we keep our eye on things. Uh, 
But we're not surprised. England, England, England is very good. Certainly, Bangladesh, Bangladesh is very good. So you know, we gotta, we gotta up our game to come tomorrow. Fine, always great to catch up. Please uh, pass on our best to the rest of the squad. Good luck to you tomorrow as well, and uh, let's hope the Proteas can uh, can pull this one through and, and clinch the series two one. Sure, thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, as we head towards the weekend, I know I'm an optimist. It's Tuesday and I'm talking about the weekend. But there's big tennis coming up this weekend at the Irene Country Club in Pretoria. It is the Davis Cup Europe-Africa zone. Uh, Group 2 playoff tie between South Africa and Ireland. And uh, it's crucial for both sides as the winner will prevent relegation to uh, Group 3 in 2016. And uh, joining us now is South African Davis Cup captain, uh, Earl Granger. Earl, welcome on to SFM Sports Wrap. Nice to, to chat again. Uh, it's all systems go. Just a few days to go now. You guys uh, sort of all ready and, and amped and, and psyched to go. Yes, I mean, we've been in camp since Monday and... Uh all is good, and uh, we have a positive team, and uh, all the guys are injury-free, and they're looking good, and they're ready to fight. So we just had a, a great talk with Johan Ackerman for the last hour and a half from the Lions, and uh, very motivational and uh, uh, inspirational in, in the fact that uh, they're a team, and, and we're a team, and we're building a team, and we're ready, and we're looking forward to the challenge. I love that, Earl, that you, you've got someone who, who's, who's had a fantastic year with, with the Lions, uh, performed well, obviously, is a, is a man who, who does inspire. And, and as you rightly say, I mean, tennis is, is often uh, an individual sport. Yes, there is doubles, but uh, Davis Cup's a totally different kettle of fish. Uh, what was it that uh, you and Akaman trying to impart on you guys? Well, he just told us about uh, what uh, he was about and how he turned the Lions around and that all these stars had left and he was left with a, a bunch of players who had passion and, and he chose the players that had passion and uh, that would fight for his uh, team for the Lions badge and it's exactly the same as the path that, uh, that I've been on. I'm choosing players who want to play for the country and they've got a lot of passion and, and we, in the last tie against Turkey we fought with passion and I want to reiterate this in this tie and uh, and we're ready and, and looking forward to the challenge. It was just a very inspirational talk. Uh, I can't stop thinking about it. My team can't stop thinking about it. It was just fantastic to have him. You mentioned those hurdles, and, and I hate to bring it up, but uh, it has been spoken about, and this is probably the last time we'll chat about it. Kevin Anderson making no bones about it in a statement on his website. He's not available to play Davis Cup, so he's not, not playing. Raven Klaassen's also not available for this one, so you have to make do with what you've got. Those are the two best players with South African uh, ties in the world at the moment, but unfortunately they're not playing this weekend. You've got Tucker Foster, Fritz Vollmeron, Steen O'Brien, Rulofsa, Nick Skols, and Lloyd Harris uh, on, on the team. You, you satisfied that those youngsters uh, can... can can do the business against Ireland? Oh, absolutely. I've been watching them for the last couple of months. I've been watching their results. I mean, they've done really well. Dino Brown and Ruan Ruhl, Ruhl, are top 180 in the world in doubles, both of them. Fritz Boomerans is a great player. He's the 242 player in the world three weeks ago. Tucker Foss has had a great year. Yeah, we've got a very, very tough, inspirational side. And, I mean, we've got Lloyd Harris, Nicholas Colts, uh, as part of the unit, um, I, I like the mix. I like what they're about. We've had a great uh, a camp so far. Everyone's close. Everyone's ready for the fight. Everyone's for each other. So yes, we're ready. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have Kevin and we don't, and Raven playing world team tennis this week. Uh, we've got to respect Kevin 
for his decision. Earl, looking at uh, the Irish, how, how much do you know about them? They've, uh, they're have they slightly higher ranked, I think, than, than the team we've got uh, playing. But uh, when you are playing for your country, you mentioned the passion that Juan Ackerman spoke about. Uh, passion trumps talent many times. Well, I mean, listen, uh, make no bones about it. The Irish are a good team. They're in the same boat as us. It's a relegation battle. They played Belarus uh, in March, and uh, it was a tough match for them. But they're a very, very, very formidable team. Um, we, we have no illusions about the task ahead of us. Um, I, I don't know too much about them. I'm learning more and more. Some of my players know them well, and... Um, but we fancy our chances. I mean, they're number one players, 140 in the world. Um, he's a very, very good player. And uh, from then onwards, we're very close to the ranking list. I mean, the number two is about 400, uh, around uh, 400 around the ranking of Tucker. Uh, we, we fancy our chances, and we 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 up for the challenge. Awesome stuff. Phil Granger, I want to wish you and the team best of luck. Peace pass on our best wishes to all of them. It's all taking place this uh, weekend at the Irene Country Club. And one of the things I love about Davis Cup Tennis is the support. And I want to urge you, if you are in the area, head down there and watch some great uh, world-class tennis on South African soil. Earl, thanks for your time this evening. Pleasure and thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. Don't forget you can be in touch. SMS us 34701. Those SMSs charge the two rand. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for SAFM Sports Wrap on Facebook and Twitter and SAFM Sports on uh, the Instagram. Time to look at some rugby now. Springbok team doctor Craig Roberts says that time is running out for any of the injured players who still harbour aspirations of making the Springboks World Cup squad. Roberts is of the opinion that any player who gets injured within six weeks of the tournament runs the risk of missing out depending on the type of injury sustained. And he's admitted uh, that it's a bit of a nervous time for him and the rest of the medical staff uh, ahead of uh, the World Cup. Anytime you play a game, there's a, there's a risk of injury. So it's about exposure, you know. So for me, anytime the guy's on the park, there's a risk of injury. What I do worry about is when you're getting closer and closer to the World Cup, that window of opportunity to get players back and ready starts diminishing. So, you know, if we get uh, major injuries now, that's going to rule guys out of the World Cup. So we're in that sort of crunch time. It depends on the injury that you get. Uh, you know, once we're inside six weeks, then, then I really start getting nervous. So, but at the moment, we do still have a little bit of time. Um, so, yeah, it's each game as it comes, really, I guess. Roberts has been pleased with the progress made by Springbok captain Jean de Villiers and his cameo appearance for the box in their game against the World 15 last weekend. However, Roberts believes that de Villiers remaining behind in South Africa to play two Curry Cup warm-up matches for Western Province will be beneficial for the centre and the Springboks when he eventually returns to them in the last Castle Lager Rugby Championship test, which takes place against Argentina next month. It's always difficult, and it's, it's really depends on the player and, and, and the coach's vision for where he wants to go. We'll go with a particular player so right now there's certain players that we're trying to get game time uh, Jean de Villiers did really well on the weekend it was always part of our plan that he would play in that World 15 game and then he would step aside for two weeks he's obviously with uh, Western Province at the moment they've got two Curry Cup warm-up games so it actually suits us nicely I think it's be unfair on John to chuck him straight into now against Australia and New Zealand so he needs game time uh, yeah. so it's, it's a good opportunity for him to get game time at that level and then we'll look at him for the Argentinian games as well yeah. so we've kind of got a plan for each player it depends on the type of injury that they've got uh, because you know some guys you've got to build in really slowly others you can throw in straight away so it kind of does depend on the player and the injury 
Rob, it's also revealed that Springbok 8th man Dwayne Vermeulen is likely to return to action during the pool matches of the Rugby World Cup. That after he underwent surgery on his neck last week. Roberts admitted that's not the ideal situation for Vermeulen only to get back in time for the World Cup and that Prop Kuni Wistes and might have to get game time with the Sharks during the Curry Cup in order to stake a claim at Springbok selection. These are going to be quite tricky because effectively there's certain time that, they have, that we have to wait before they can take full-on contact. Um, that starts getting very close to the World Cup. So Dwayne in particular, he'll probably, you know, if he's selected, will end up going to the World Cup not having played any games. His, his warm-up games effectively are going to be <laughs> the pool games, yeah. So, uh, which is not ideal. It's not how you, when you vision your sort of campaign for the World Cup, how you see it. But obviously it's, it's the reality of what's, uh, where we are. Um, and you know certain players you've got to try and find out you've got to be a little bit creative of how you're going to do it Kuni might get one or two games obviously his surgery was a little bit before okay. so for the shock so I mean we are lucky that we can uh, you know got that relationship with the franchises where they are happy to use players and we can, we can blood so it is, it is uh, yeah, finding those guys game time at the right time is critical Springbok lock Luit de Jage has been confirmed fit to play in this week's Rugby Championship opener against the Aussies in Brisbane and Roberts feels that de Jage also needs game time to get up to speed with the rest of the players. Yeah, Luit's available. He, he was actually available last week if needed. Uh, obviously wasn't, wasn't selected. I'm not sure what the team will be like this weekend, but he, but he is available. We ha- we're very happy with his, with his progress and where he is. So he He's just waiting to be selected to get some game to get some game time at the moment. Yeah, I mean we we're happy with his injury. It's not an injury that you've got to manage the load as as he comes back. Once once it's resolved, it's resolved. It's not something that's that's it's unlikely to flare up with with the load of playing. Where something like Jean's knee uh, could flare up with the load, and that's why we build it in slowly and build him up. So I'm happy for Alert to go when he gets his chance. He can play, and he does need some game time. Uh, hopefully we'll see him on the park this weekend. With the box having a short week in Brisbane ahead of their game against the Wallabies, Robert says much of the planning and preparation for the players was done during their training camp in Johannesburg and that uh, and in the build-up to the game against the World 15. Yeah, so it's always a short week. It's only two field sessions and captain's run. Um, and that's why we had to put in two hard weeks back home. One of them being a test week was actually a really big conditioning week because we knew uh, this week was such a short week. That we had to, you know, had to put the money in the bank last week uh, in preparation for this week. SAFM Sports Wrap. Don't forget, coming up on the other side of seven o'clock, it is the talk shop. Uh, lots of talk on the transfer front in not just South African football, internationally as well. And I can tell you that SuperSport United have confirmed signing Australia-born Isaka Angor. Sadnak Okanya from Central Coast Mariners. The 26-year-old attacking midfielder signed a three-year deal with Matsatsansa. Sadnak will be joining Jeremy Brocky and Michael Boxel, who are from the Oceania region. Matsatsansa CEO Stan Matthews is already ranting and raving about the signing, whom he believes is going to make an impact on the PSL next season. We've got a, a winger, a Ugandan-born uh, winger, um, Australian international, Isaka Sernak. A left winger, very, very exciting player. I think you guys are going to be blown away when you see him. He's got a skill, he's got flair, he's got attitude, he goes at players, he's got pace. Um, and I think that, that he's going to bring the best out of Manyama because it's not going to be easy for Manyama to get into the team. And uh, when we added up the economics, it was better for me to, to get a 26-year-old international winger 
United PRO David Skusana says they have a lot of confidence in Sadnak and they believe that he'll add value to the team. He adds that Sadnak looks good on paper and all that is remaining is for him to showcase what he has to offer to Matatanta. Because uh, football, as you know, you know, you go to the west of uh, Africa, they play different. They are more physically, they are strong. You go to the north, you know, they are strong as well. You know, uh, but uh, uh, they, they, they like uh, tic-tac football. So, you know, it depends, you know, uh, on him. But, uh, you know, we hope we sign him because, we, because, as you know, that we are confident that he can add value to, to the team. But, you know, on paper, everything looks very, very good. But, the, the, you know, the taste is in the pool putting itself. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Don't forget, you can get uh, more sporting results and news tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten coming up next. It is the talk shop before then, though. Uh, we've got your 7 o'clock news from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer this evening, Siobhan Chetty. Thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great evening. Until tomorrow. Cheers.